everybody. Hola, hola a todos. ¿Cómo están? How are you doing? Thank you so much for being here with us today on the third episode of Spanish with Carla. I, I hope that you have had time to listen to the one and, and second episode and that you had an opportunity to review the materials, the the um, questions, the words, and all that good stuff. That way you can continue with what this um, uh, episode is going to be a little bit of the same. Uh, basically, we are going to keep touching on the basics, the questions, but I'm going to give you a little bit of extra stuff every episode. We're going to talk today about a bunch of different things. For example, you know, the greetings. We're going to talk also about the person, right? How do you say I, you, uh, they, all those? It's going to be a little challenging, so I'm going to ask you to grab like a pen and a piece of paper or open your computer and type, you know, whatever makes you happy, whatever floats your boat. But before we go into, oh, and of course, I'm going to give you the 10 words that uh, your vocabulary words. I was thinking on doing five just to make it easier on you, but these are very easy. So I think that you can, I'm sure you're super mega smart. You can handle 10 words. Come on, right? So before we start with um, with the information, I would like to wish my producer, Michael Dois, a wonderful birthday. But I am going to say it in Spanish, and I hope he can understand this since he's been editing this podcast. If he doesn't, you know, shame on him, basically. So, Michael, feliz cumpleaños. Pásala muy bien. And what I said was, Michael, which is his name, Feliz Cumpleaños. Feliz means happy. Cumpleaños means birthday. Que la pases muy bien, which means I hope you have a good time. No, it's not literally translated, but, you know, it's pretty much that what it is. Now, I'm going to let you know on the, not the fourth, but the fifth episode, if he actually knew what I was saying. Of course, I gave the answers, but I'm going to ask him and pull that truth out of him and be sure that and see if he actually knew what I was saying. I'll tell you the whole gossip. Don't worry about it. Okay, so let's start. And we were talking last week about uh, hola, and which is hello, and, you know, good uh, all those buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, which was a lot of, you know, the greeting and the day, you know, ways to say good, good morning, good afternoon, blah, blah, blah. Now, let's go a little more into the conversation. So that's basically how to say uh, hi and, and bye and good afternoon, good day, which is sort of, it's already interacting with the Spanish speaker. However, now let's talk a little more about conversating with, okay, with the Spanish speaker, kind of going into a, a little deeper conversation, not actually a lot deeper, just a little bit. Say, for example, when you're asking somebody, like I ask you uh, when we start the podcast, um, I ask you, ¿Cómo estás? Or ¿Cómo están? Okay, so that means, how are you doing? Now, Okay, so, ¿cómo estás? And let me tell you how to spell it. It's C as in cat, O, with an accent, which is like a little, um, it's just an accent um, on top of the O. And then M as in Mary, O, space, E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as an apple with an accent, now, you can have here an S as in Sam, which means when you are asking one person, one person that is actually um, a young person that you're calling you. And I'm going to go into that too a little bit. Uh, of course, I'm going to touch on it, but you don't have to worry too much about it because we're going to go back to it. Now, if you actually put an N after esta, n, you put an N as the Nancy, you're asking, that means that there is two or more people in front of you that you are asking, how are they doing? 
You see what I mean? So, ¿cómo estás? Question mark is one person. ¿Cómo están? Question mark. You're asking one or, I mean, multiple people. Okay? Hopefully, you're getting these. If not, don't worry. We're going to touch on it again and again, and you're going to get it. Now, also, in Spanish, we have another uh, interesting thing on 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 this, the stand or the, you know, st uh, stuff like that. The reason why I told you that this is going to be, uh, uh, you're going to put the accent is because you are asking the question, okay? Como estás? You are asking the question, so you need to put the accent on como. Now, está, when you are stating that something, está means is, basically, okay? And we're going to see another example in how we use the word está, which means when you're asking where is something. You can also use está for that. Okay, but let's let me not confuse you right now. So let's continue with como estas, which means how are you, one person, uh, doing, or como están, which means how are you doing as many people. Remember, the difference is an S for one person and an N for multiple people. Okay, so you ask somebody, como estas, or como están, which means how are you doing? And then they are going to say or answer to you, hopefully, bien. And you and they always say, gracias. Okay. And like I told you the last episode, in Spanish, it's very, very important. Always use your please and thank you. Okay. So bien, gracias. You say bien means good or fine, basically. Let me make it more correct. Bien actually means fine. And you spell it B as in boy, I, E as an elephant, N as in Nancy. Bien. Gracias. And you already know how to spell gracias. So I'm just going to do the fast short spelling. G-R-A-C-I-A-S. Okay? So then we have... Let's say they answer that. I mean, now, what happens if, if they answer mal? What does mal means? Mal means bad. You know, uh, don't you get like choked, right? When, when you're asking somebody and you expect, oh, I'm fine. But then somebody goes like, oh, it's awful, right? And it's like, oh, and then we don't know what to say, right? I mean, at least I have a hard time <laughs> answering to that, but... um. So, if they want to say that it's not so good, they might say mal. That means it's bad. M as in Mary, A as in Apple, L as in Lori. That is mal, bad. Okay? Mal can also be used for other stuff, but I'm not going to get into that so I don't die, take you for too many roads and then you get all confused. Another way that somebody can answer to that is, let's say, for example, it's not bien, but it's not bad. It's just so-so, right? So then some people say así-así, okay? But actually the way the translation to so-so that we have in Spanish, the real translation to, the, to that term is más o Menos, that is three words, okay? Mas, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, S as in Sam, space, O as in Oscar, space, M as in Mary, E as in Elephant, N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Más o menos, which means more or less, okay? Literally. Literally, más o menos means more or less. I am going to be honest with you that a CSC term, I actually came to hear it here in the United States. I never really uh, 
uh, hear anybody using it on my country, which is Mexico, um, that I'm, uh, that I was born, uh, in. I never heard that. I, I, I'm unsure if that is used in another, in another countries, the, the, you know, Spanish speaker countries where they just say, I see, I see, which, you know, I see, that would be a tough because I see actually is, if, okay, imagine if somebody asks you, how do you turn this computer and you go and touch that button to show how you do it and you say, I see. That's what I see means. It's showing like this. You see what I mean? That's why I'm not very um, happy with the I see, I see term. I think that somebody just picked it up because it sounds like so-so. That's what it sounds to me. But again, I'm I'm not a teacher <laughs> and uh, I'm not a linguist, so I don't know. This is just my humble opinion. Um of, of what I think. Okay. So honestly, I see it's spelled A as an apple, S as in Sam, I as an igloo. And that means basically you say like this or like that. How do you open this container and you start doing it and do, and say, I see as you are showing the person how you do it. I hope I'm making sense. And if not, just please send us some feedback and say, no, Carla, you're not. Please explain better. Um, but that's, that's, that's the basically the, the so-so of English. I would say más o menos, which is also more or less, you know what you say in French, comme si, comme ça, you know, stuff like that. Just a so-so. Okay. So now, but let's say that somebody says just the normal answer that everybody expects, which is bien gracias. And then they are going to ask you, y tú, y tú. And that's a Y as in yo-yo, T as in tomato, U as an umbrella with an accent on top of the U. Question mark. Okay. Why do we put the accent on two? Because we are asking the question and we are kind of talking about this person that you are asking, y tú, quite accent. So the accent is basically, the accents in Spanish are meant to simply um, stress the sound of the letter that they are accompanying, okay? Same with when I say feliz cumpleaños, you remember that letter, ña, 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 the ñ, ñe? Okay, it has like a, a tilde. I don't know if I'm saying it right in English because we really don't use that sign in English. But it's called tilde, and it's like a little curvy line on top of the letter N. Um, and that's what makes the N become ñ. It's that little tilde on top of it. So think of the accents as a way to stress more, I would say, more than normal, a letter, because we're still going to stress the syllables where the word requires, but when you have the accent, it's like even more. It's going to be stronger, okay? Okay, so now let's recap on this. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? And you? And you? And then you're going to answer. We're going to go to the same um, answer. Now, when you want to say, I am, okay, I am fine, thanks. This is the word you're going to use. Estoy. Estoy. E as an elephant. S as in Sam. T as in tomato. O as in Oscar. Y as in yo-yo. Estoy bien. Gracias. Okay. So you need to remember um, the other person, since you already asked, how are you doing? So you are kind of doing the, the long question. The person says, fine, thanks. I'm bien, gracias. They can also say, estoy bien, gracias. Same thing. Now, I, I got um, asked this question before. Um, and why? So you say, yo estoy bien, gracias. Okay, so let me tell you this. And that's what I told my friend that asked me this. If you say, yo estoy bien, gracias, it's not wrong. But estoy means I am. By 
default. Okay? If you say estoy, that means I am. You don't have to put yo, which means I, right? You don't have to put it in there. It's going to look over, it's going to be like you're overdoing it and it's really grammatically not correct. Like I said, since we're learning Spanish simple, uh, the simple way, uh, then uh, it's, it's really, that's why I'm telling you, if you can express yourself, nobody's going to say, oh, this person is wrong. I mean, because they're not going to be judging your grammar skills or any of that. So you're not going to get a zero if you're just talking to people. If you say, yo, uh, if you say, yo estoy bien, it's going to be okay. But you don't need it. Okay. You don't need to say, yo estoy bien. You say, estoy bien. Gracias. It's just easier, simple. And I'm going to teach you how to say the the persons. Uh, hopefully, we can we have a little time on this episode. And if not, we might do half of them, and then we might do the other half on the on the fourth episode. Okay. Now, estoy bien, gracias. And then before we go to the next uh, set of of phrases, which is going to be basically. Uh, introducing somebody and saying nice to meet you and all that. I wanted to tell you something. So you remember last week I was telling you that um, I I never learned how to uh, write uh, you know the words in English until about seven years after I I had li- been living here, and um, and I wanted to share this with you. Oh, first before anything, I want to disclaim again: I'm not a Spanish teacher. Uh, remember, um, I'm just a native you know, Spanish native speaker, and I love languages. And um, and I also love sharing with you um, what I know and interacting with you. Hopefully um, soon, like I said, we can have like a live episode where we can interact and answer questions and all that stuff. But so let me tell you, the way I learned English, I actually, when I came here, I really didn't know a lot. I actually, when I was in Mexico, I, I learned... Um, you know, yes, you learn some English, but it's really nothing, okay? Um, and then you learn the English from England, I guess basically like here, because when my son was in school and he actually took Spanish um, in, I don't know if it was middle school, I think, and he passed the first test. And then, but the classes where they were teaching, when he was telling me, I can't understand, and I'm like, okay, this is because it's Spain from, this is Spain Spanish. And that's not what you are going to use here for the most part. Because most of the people that live here, like in the United States, speak the Spanish from Latin America. And um, so it's kind of different. Uh, and the pronunciation and everything is different. So um, I, I, my, my kiddo was, was uh, he had to have some surgeries and I was at the hospital and I couldn't speak with the nurses. I, I felt so frustrated. And um, so I just start, like, say, I would say, how do you say? And I would, like, point my head or touch my head. And they would say, cabeza. Okay. I mean, I would point, and then they would say head in English. Sorry. Uh, And same, you know, my hand or, you know, the bottle for my kiddo or or whatever. And, And I just learned how to say, basically, how do you say, right? So I'm going to teach you because if you are out there on your vacations or you want to try to speak with a customer and you're trying, you really want to make that sale. And you know that if you just just push a little bit on your Spanish, you can get this person enchanted because you can speak a little bit of Spanish and people love that. So then you can just say easy like this, como, remember what como means? You already forget. Come on. That means how. Se. Dice, como, you know how to spell it already. Se is S-E, space, dice, D as in dog, I, C as in cat, E. Como se dice, that means how do you say it? Okay, dice means say. Se is kind of the link, right? It's like how how do you, that's what say, that's what the, the what say is doing. How do you say it? Okay, but again, um, I don't want to get you into that grammar because it's a little more complicated. Just learn, okay? You know, I'm I'm telling you that, like I say, this is not 
the the perfect uh, grammar Spanish class. This is just the way I learned. And you know what? Sooner than later, I started like learning phrases and pronouns and understanding. And I was able to survive and get by and go to the store and ask where stuff is at and do my transactions and, you know, go and talk to my kiddos' schools and, and all that. And then when I discovered about the, 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 you know, the services for the blind, I actually went to college, to UFH, and did a English as a second language class. But my problem was because I, I could understand everything by context, I went into a, a higher level, and I didn't like that, but they wouldn't put me on a more basic level. So some teachers just let me borrow books so I can actually learn how to spell the stuff. I knew how everything sounded. When I read it on the computer, when I did my placement test, I, I knew what it was, and I did it right, So they, but I, I really <laughs> didn't know how to write the stuff. Um, if you would ask me, okay, just... If they would dictate, I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to do it. You see what I mean? But by reading it, by context, I could get it. So again, that's the reason why I'm teaching you this way, because I learned it, it worked for me, and it's not going to be so complicated for you to learn this way. And you're going to get by, and you're going to be really fine. If one day you really want to learn how to do it, like really professionally, like write letters, do all these things, then yeah, of course, that's going to require a more intensive and, and grammatical uh, structure class. But hey, I'm telling you, you're going to be okay. All right. So after all that, blah, 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 you know, I talk too much. Uh, we're going to go to the next phrase. Te presento a. Yeah, I was too fast, right? Te, T-E, T as in tomato, E as an elephant. Presento, P as in Paul, R as in rabbit. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, E as an elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in tomato, O as an Oscar, A, just a letter A, and then the name you want to say, okay? So, te presento means basically, let me introduce you to Maria. Okay, let me introduce you. Te presento a Carla. Then Carla would say, Mucho gusto, which is M as in Mary, U as in umbrella, C as in cat, H as in hotel, O as in Oscar, space, G as in giraffe, U as in Umbrella, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar. Mucho gusto. Okay, so many people think that mucho gusto means nice to meet you. Actually, not. In Spanish, it's acceptable to say mucho gusto, which it would be like a lot like I'm happy or, you know what I mean? Or like uh, it's... Gusto means when you like something. Mucho means many, a lot, okay? Now, in order to be an exact nice to meet you translated, translation, you would say mucho gusto en conocerte, okay? Conocer means meet, okay? When you add the the te at the at the end of the word, but think about this, it's the same word. This is not two words. Conocerte is only one word. When you say conocerte, you're saying you're adding the you to the word. Okay? So, and let's, let's go. Mucho gusto, we already spelled it. And then we're going to say en, E-N. In Spanish, you need to add this. It's like if you say... Uh, like in, but I mean, it's just the way they use it. Mucho gusto en conocerte. En is E as an elephant, N as an Nancy, space, C as in cat, O as an Oscar, N as an Nancy, O as an Oscar, C as in cat, E as an elephant, 
R as in rabbit, T as in tomato, E as in elephant. Conocerte. Okay? I'm going to give you an example of the difference, uh, the different ways that you can use this word. We're not going to go through all that spelling. We're going to do that on another time. I just want you to see the difference in how this word is used. And I want to tell you something. The more we advance, the phrases are going to be a little more complicated. And this is the reason why I have to go to the different ways and examples that um, you're going to see, because I don't want you to get confused. At least I want you to have heard what this means, even though we're going to go back on a later episode and touch on more of the grammar regarding these, these type of words, okay? So, conocer is a verb, okay? And it is, it's, it's saying, it's talking about an action, which is, like I said, it's meat, right? We're not going to go through all that, but I need to tell you. Let's say, if I want to say just the, the, the infinite the, uh, version is conocer, which is meat. Like I said, conocerte means meet you. You don't need to put tú. I heard somebody saying once, mucho gusto en conocerte tú. Okay, that's not right. Okay? Don't do that. Don't say conocerte tú. Because when you're saying conocerte, that means tú already immersed on the word conocer. In Spanish, remember there is this formal thing that you don't have to learn. Nobody's going to be upset with you. But I just want to tell you, if you are talking to somebody that is much older than you or somebody really important, uh, a personality, I don't know. You know, they have this, um, we have this in Spanish that when it's somebody that you feel that you owe a lot of respect or honor or whatever, you, instead of saying tú, you say usted, like a way of respect. I'm not going to spell that yet. I'm going to teach you that in another lesson, okay? But I'm just saying, if you were telling this person, nice to meet you, you would say, mucho gusto en conocerlo. It's still one word, conocerlo. Instead of T-E, you put L-O, which means you're saying that to an older or imp very important or whatever man. If you're saying that to a, a woman that is an older woman, so some your friend's grandma or, you know, a singer, I don't know, whatever, whoever you respect too much. Mucho gusto en conocerla. That makes said, you know, that's a lady that is probably an older lady. And again, if you're talking, if you don't want to get in trouble, just say conocerte, and that means whoever you're talking to. It's just easy way. Mucho gusto en conocerte. You can also say only gusto en conocerte. Now, remember what I told you last week about that, my pleasure? Same thing. You can also say un placer conocerte. Instead of saying mucho gusto, which is the most common way we use in, in all the Latin American countries. Un placer. Okay, think about this. So imagine you went to this club or whatever, and you meet this super cute girl or guy that you like. You just saw this person and you go like, oh my God. So you're not going to simply say, mucho gusto, right? You're going to say, un placer conocerte, because it's a pleasure to meet that person. You see what I mean? That's kind of, I kind of want to think about the example that would make you say, it is a pleasure to meet this person. Un placer. You want me to spell that for you? Are you ready? So that's going to be you as an umbrella. See, if I could speak English or Spanish or nothing. You as an umbrella in as in Nancy. Space. P as in Paul. L as in Larry. A as in Apple. C as in cat. E as in elephant. R as in rabbit. Un placer. And you say conocerte. Un placer conocerte. Un placer conocerlo. Un placer conocerla. Now, how about if you met a group of people? There is just a group of people, a bunch of them. You were talking to them, and then you're going to say goodbye, and you say, adios, mucho gusto en conocerlos. Okay? Why? Because 
you can use los for, okay, so this is the new trend in Spanish. If you say conocerlos, uh, that means men, woman, everything. Now with the new modalities, it's more appropriate to say, un placer conocerles, conocerles. That includes men, woman, uh, important or important, young, baby, older, the president, whoever, if there's a group of people. Conocerles. So the same word, conocer. Remember, C-O-N-O-C-E-R. L as in Larry, E as in Elephant, S as in Sam. Un placer conocerles. And that includes a whole group of people. Okay? So, again, let's go from the top. And you know what? Um, I hope this is not a lot for you. Um, again, I'm trying not to be so grammatical because I don't want you I don't want you to get frustrated. Uh, but I still need to talk to you about certain things that you're going to need when you are interacting with people that speak Spanish. And remember, I'm going to tell you the same thing I, I told you since episode one. When you speak in a different language, you are always going to have an accent. Do not worry about how you sound in Spanish. Do not worry about if you have an accent or no, because you know what? If I would worry about an accent, I wouldn't be here talking to you. So, yeah, don't worry about it. Hey, it is what it is. So, again, ¿cómo estás? Bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? Estoy bien. Gracias. Te presento a Carla. Mucho gusto en conocerte. Mucho gusto en conocerlo. Te presento a Carla y María. We're talking two people already, right? So, how are you going to say? Mucho gusto en conocerles. That covers if it's two women, two men, a kid and another person, whatever. Still conocerles. Okay. So, the last thing that I'm going to do is going to be tell you 10 un buen día. You remember how we use a lot and we, we said a good day was um, buenos días or buen día or stuff like that. So you remember the word día, which means day. And when you want to tell somebody, have a good day, right? Have a good day. Okay, simple. Ten, T-E-N, T as in tomato, E as an elephant, N as in Nancy. Ten, which means you have, because the way you're saying ten. Un means a, like one, a, buen, b, okay, don't get confused with the word we were using earlier, bien, okay? Watch. That one was B-S-M-O-I-E-N. This one, and I told you that one meant what? Did you already forget what bien means? It means fine, okay? Now, this one is very similar. It's spelled B-S-M-O-I. U as an umbrella, E as an elephant, N as an Nancy. So the only difference between bien and buen is one vowel, I and U. When you say bien, you're saying fine. When you're saying buen, you're saying good. Okay? Is, is there a big difference if you're thinking English? Maybe not, but... Again, I'm going to teach you in Spanish is going to make a difference because if you say ten un bien día, that's wrong. It doesn't make sense. Okay? So remember this, you know, read it, repeat it, um, use it, um, practice, okay? You cannot say ten un bien día. You have to say ten un buen día, okay? Ten un buen día. Okay, same thing. If you go and somebody asks you, ¿Cómo estás? And you say, buen, gracias. No, that's not right. You have to say, bien. I hear a lot of people that say, uh, bueno, gracias. No, that's not right neither. Okay, remember, when you're answering that question, how are you doing? It's bien. Fine. Bien. Okay? So, again, um, if you want to tell somebody, have a good day, ten un 
buen día. Have a, which is un, buen día, good day. Okay? Ten un buen día. Okay, guys. So, after we learned all those phrases, and I know that could have been a little stressful uh, for you because all the accents and grammar and this and that. So now let's do something easier, okay? Let's learn a few words that are going to be your vocabulary words. Remember that last week we did like hospital and doctor and all that. Now let's talk about people today, okay? Let's talk about a man, a woman, your girlfriend, your husband, a baby, all those things. It's going to be easy as well. So after all that storm, we're going to go to the easy waters, okay, guys? So still, keep your pen or your marker or your computer open so you can type. The first word we're going to learn is going to be hombre. Hombre can be used as men, but also in Spanish, uh, when they talk about the, in general, human beings, sometimes they use the word hombre. They, they might say, uh, hombre compared, comparado, you know, compared to, you know, the, the, the chango per se, you know, like, you know, that, uh, that, uh, theory of evolution and all that. So you might hear hombre as human being or homo sapiens or whatever. So, but in, in general, you're going to use it as hombre as men. Okay. And you spell it H as in hotel, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, B as in boy, R as in Robert, E as in elephant, hombre. Do you remember about the H, what I told you last week? H is silent. So don't say hombre because that won't be correct. Hombre. Now, means men, and I was, I just gave you all that context. So if you hear it on another context, you don't go like, oh, why? So, you know, in what other concepts it can be used as well. Now let's learn how to say woman. Yay, woman power. Okay, so mujer. Now, it's M as in Mary, U as in umbrella, J, which in Spanish is J. This is something that you're going to have to remember. J in Spanish doesn't sound J. It sounds ja. Okay? Ja, je, he. It sounds like a, like a, a, it's a different sound, like a ja, mujer. E as an elephant, R as in Robert. Mujer. Mujer. Remember that je. Okay? And when you use the G, it sounds very similar. It's just a little lighter, right? So when you see the the J in Spanish, remember how it's, it's how it's uh, said. It's it's called J. It sounds like very Spain, but okay. So mujer is woman. So hombre, men, mujer, woman. Okay, now. When you are talking about, you see in Spanish how you, in English, how you say boy or girl, it's going to be super easy in Spanish because it is the same word for the both of them. So I'm giving you basically two words in one. So you're going to have more than 10, but it's only because you only need to change one vowel to identify if you're talking about a boy or about the girl. And I'm sure you can guess. What is the vowel? What are the two vowels that you're gonna use? Can you guess? Okay, so a gold star for whoever actually was able to remember is gonna be O if it's a boy and A if it's a girl. So the word for you, you're ready to spell it, is N as in Nancy, I as in Igloo, Ñ again. The N with the tilde on top, which means uh, makes the Ñ. And if it's a boy, it's going to be an O. And if it's a girl, it's going to be an A at the end. So boy, niño. Girl, niña. Remember, don't say nino, okay? Niño. 
You can just practice. You know, just when you're doing nothing, just go nya, 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 and you're going to get to that sound. It was so hard for me to learn how to do the, you know, the TH sound. I couldn't get it. It took me years. And I, I know people that have been in this country for decades and they still can't. It's, it's hard. There's some sounds that are just really hard to to identify and to reproduce when you didn't learn them when, when you were little, right? It's, we, we have a different way to learn when a better capability of picking up these things when we are, you know, little kids and, uh, rather than adults. So, okay. So you know how to say hombre, mujer, niño, niña. Okay, so you have four right there. Easy peasy. How about baby? Do you know how to say baby in Spanish? Okay, so B as in boy, E as an elephant, B as in boy, E as an elephant with an accent on top of that last E. Bebe. What would happen if I tell you the spelling in Spanish? Could you pick it up? Okay, let's let's try. B E B E con acento. Okay, you should pick it up because I just told you the spelling. But sooner, in a few, you know, future episodes, I'm gonna start spelling some stuff for you in Spanish, just to make your ears a little more familiar with the spelling of the the consonants and the vowels and all that. Okay, so. That word sounds bebe, and bebe sounds a little stronger because you have your accent in there making that last A louder, bebe, that's baby, okay? So um, the next one that I'm going to show you, I was going to give you an example on that, on a, on a word that you can use with and without an accent, and if we have some time, we do it at the end, and if not, we do it the next episode, okay? so. Let me just finish because I get easily sidetracked, you guys. Uh, the next word also is a combo or is a, an extra point because they're both. It's the same word. And if it's a, a man, uh, is is uh, just with the O. And if it's a woman, it's with the A. This word is señor, which I guess you can say mister, right? You can say that. Señor means you you tell señor to an older person um, when you don't know their name or when you have some respect to them that you don't want to just call them by their name. It's very common in Latin American countries when you meet your in-laws, right? You always say señor soso or señor whatever or señora whatever, right? You don't just call them. I was really weirded out when here in the United States that you just call people, you know, by by their, their name. I felt a little uncomfortable because I was used to, you know, calling people señor, señora, you know, like ma'am or sir. And, uh, but it's very, it's it, in Mexico or in Latin America, it's very common. Señor is spelled S as in Sam, E as an elephant, Eñe, O as an Oscar, R as in rabbit. S, E, Eñe, O, R, Señor. Remember that sound, Señor. Now, if it's a woman that you're calling or talking uh, about, or talking to is señora, same spelling, just add an A, an A at the end. Señor, señora, okay? Now, when you want to say boy or girl as per a teenager, how do they call them when, so here is a boy or a girl, but also like when you want to say about uh, a, say, like I said, a teenager, a, a kid that is, and let's say from middle school to high school, somebody young, I would say between 15 and 21, maybe even 30, somebody younger than you. Let's put it like that. That one, they call it muchacho. 
same word. If you want to say the same thing before a girl, muchacha. Okay, muchacha. Somebody young, mostly, most of the time single. Um, it's an informal way to call them. And watch out because this word is going to be a little hard to spell. Not because it's hard, just because it's a little long. Okay, so are you ready? M as in Mary, M, U as in umbrella, U, C as in cat, C, H as in hotel, H, A as in apple, A, C as in cat, C, letter C, H as in hotel, H, O as in Oscar, O. And I hope this is not confusing. I'm going to stop that, but I just wanted to show you the difference between muchacho or muchacha. M-U-C-H-A-C-H-A would be muchacha. You see how the only letter that changes is the last vowel. It's, it's either going to be an O or it's going to be an A. Muchacho. Muchacha. Now, I want to point another thing on this word. Um, look at your spelling and, and, and see how you have mucha. Okay, you see how the H right there has a sound? It's not, it's not mute anymore. It's not silent anymore. Why do you think the H is not silent anymore? You guessed correctly. It's because it's accompanied by the letter C. So the C combined with the H makes the sound cha, cha, okay? Now, let me tell you something. When I went to elementary, ooh, a long time ago, the alphabet, <laughs> it sounds like if I'm talking of the stone era or something, but this is true though. The alphabet actually, when I learned it, the letter che, or CH, which forms the letter CHE, it was actually a part of the alphabet in Spanish. <laughs> and somehow they removed it, you know, through the years. Uh, but it used to be A, B, C, CHE, D, E, F, G. You know, it was part of the alphabet. Like I said, somebody dropped it at some point. So it's not part of the alphabet anymore. However, this distinguished sound is still very, a very fundamental part of the Spanish language. Okay. We don't use the SH in Spanish. Okay. I, as, unless something changed in, in the last 20 years, we don't have words that have that sound. The only way we have to make the ch or cha Chechi uh, sound is using the CH, muchacho. And you're going to hear some people, especially if you live close, like in California or uh, Arizona, in those areas on the West, you're going to meet people that are from a, a, an area of Mexico that is called Chihuahua. Okay, when they speak and they say muchacho, they say muchacho. They do it like that. It's just, a, a, you know, kind of different in the accents, and I love it. I was just in El Paso two weeks ago, and um, it was, I love it. It just sounds so pretty when they say muchacho. Um, but it's basically, don't, don't get confused. It's the same spelling. It's just different ways to say it. But most of most of places, it's going to be the cha-cha-cha, more, you know, stronger. Okay, now, after that, we are going to have uh, another important word that is also easy because we have the the female and male on the same word just by a vowel as well. Esposo. What do you think that means? That means husband. Now, you see how husband is a different word than wife is the different word. Okay, if you want to say esposo, the, the female, the wife is the same word. Esposa. Same thing. Esposo, esposa. Let's spell it. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, 
S es en Sam, O es en Oscar, or A es en Apple. Esposo or esposa. Same spelling, two different words. Now, the other word that I want to show you is, which is girlfriend or boyfriend. You see how you have those different words. It's only called novia. N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, V as in Victor, I as in Igloo, A as in Apple. That means novia, which is girlfriend. If you want to say boyfriend, you say novio. Okay, now, um, be, I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this, and I'm gonna show you another two words that are important next episode. But I just want to say that I have heard people that um that know Spanish. Then when they you see how we use in English that we say, "Oh, I'm going with my girlfriends out for a girls' night," right? It's very common to say that in English. Okay, so I have heard people saying, "Oh, my wife went." with her novia to have coffee. But that in Spanish doesn't sound good because that actually implies actually a girlfriend as the full concept of my girlfriend, the person I'm dating, okay? So don't say my wife went with her novias for a girl's night because that implies something totally different. And I'm not going to go in, in detail and, and tell you everything about it because I don't want to get in trouble here. So uh, use your imagination. We live it like that. And I thank you so much for, for joining us today for this um, third episode of Spanish with Carla. I hope you have a super mega wonderful week ahead of you. And I hope you come back and listen to us next week. Okay, hasta pronto. See you soon. Bye-bye. Adios. Mm -hmm.